I didn't think my way of cooking would change much during the lockdown. I thought I was already quite organized, with a well-stocked pantry, responsible in using my ingredients and leftovers, and creative when it comes to improvising. After all, dealing with food and with recipes is part of my job, it is my daily life and my ultimate passion. Yet, in more than a month of lockdown, I noticed some changes that made me reflect on my approach to cooking. First of all, now I'm cooking mainly for the two of us. This is the first time since we're together, in seven years. It feels very intimate. We obviously had to cancel all our cooking classes and suspend for the moment most of our projects with clients for recipe development and food photography. So I start preparing our favorite foods more often as a way of bringing comfort and memories into the kitchen. I became more aware of the ingredients I have in my fridge and pantry, as when you shop once every 10 days, everything counts. I used to indulge myself with the freshest produce from the market. Now it would have been the season of fresh fava beans and a great tea, monk's bird. But shopping mainly at the local supermarket, I found myself relying also on bags of frozen vegetables, as my mom used to do when I was a kid. Now I cook spinach, Swiss chard and green beans and turn them into omelettes, pie filling and hearty salads in no time. I guess I've become more practical. I also start batch cooking vegetables as to keep them for longer in the fridge. And in the meantime, I browse again old cookbooks to add new recipes to my cooking repertoire. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing, reviewing and trying the recipes we mention in each episode. I know you're busy, so if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share cooking with an Italian accent with your friends. If you like this show and you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device, please consider rating and reviewing the show. How to do it? It's very simple and straightforward. Open the podcast app, click on our podcast and scroll to the bottom to the podcast main page. There you can rate and review the show. This will help us enormously to be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Last but not least, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 35. Today I want to talk about the way I'm cooking during the lockdown. My first thought when at the beginning of March we had to change our daily life in the span of a night was, well, now I'll have the time to do an inventory of my freezer and my pantry. 
I had been planning to survey pantry ingredients and forgotten bags in the freezer for months, so this was the perfect occasion to do it. Now or never. Before compiling any shopping list, I tried to use what I already had, combining those ingredients into tasty dishes. This is how I ended up preparing Tommy's comfort food, gnocchi alla romana, which are semolina gnocchi baked in the oven with tons of grated parmigiano and melted butter on top. I used the remnants of an old bag of semolina flour and some milk, which was dangerously close to the expiring date. Baking bread for the whole family once a week gave me also the chance to use the random bags of flour I had bought. I was lucky as before the lockdown, I had stocked the pantry with huge bags of bread flour and whole wheat flour in view of the cooking class season, which was due to start soon. Once the pantry was well organized, I could compile the first shopping list, which for the first time included bags of frozen vegetables and frozen cold fillets. I've always preferred fresh vegetables, having the chance to shop at the market at least twice a week. But I rediscovered how handy a bag of frozen spinach could be. It found its way into a torta pasqualina, my mom's ricotta and spinach pie in a puff pastry shell, into a filling for ravioli, but even in one of my favorite side dishes when I was growing up. Spinach cooked with milk, grated parmigiano reggiano, and a few pieces of mozzarella, a delicious cheesy mess. This is how I started to cook like my mom. When I was a child, she used to work during the day and come back home in the late afternoon. She would shop once a week at a local supermarket, buying ingredients for that weekly menu which hasn't changed through the years. Pantry ingredients were what could help her cook a nutritious meal in a short time, while also juggling a house to clean and a child, then two, to care for. My mom, Anna, is not passionate about cooking, nor curious. She is purely practical. Her meals tend to repeat week after week in a comforting sequence of quick, reliable, nutritious dishes that can be easily adapted to the seasons or to the ingredients available in her pantry. One of the things that I always have in my pantry is good quality canned tuna. I inherited my mom's preference for it and now I make sure to always have a healthy supply of it. I try to buy good quality, sustainably sourced tuna, preferably packed in extra virgin olive oil. I never discard the oil, but instead use it to dress my dishes. It works drizzled on mixed vegetable salads with tuna or hard-boiled eggs, or even as the cooking oil to start my tuna tomato sauce. As I cleaned and reorganized my pantry, I did the same with my cookbook collection. It took me two days, but finally I reunited all my cookbooks into a single bookshelf, as they were part at home and part in the studio. I purged the collection, keeping just the cookbooks I find useful or those that inspire me, and there are still many, many cookbooks. I also prepared two big bags of books to bring to the local library when the lockdown will be over. This purge inspired me to cook again from some of the cookbooks I kept trying new recipes and flavor combination. Ottolenghi is, of course, one of the books I'm using the most. A brilliant piece of advice I got from a recent episode of BBC Radio 4, The Food Programme, is to focus on what you have, rather on what you don't have. 
This is a key perspective when it comes to riffle through your pantry in search of inspiration about what to cook. Instead of complying with the urge to go out to buy that single ingredient missing, you should focus on what you already have, giving the chance to shine to those ingredients that you keep moving on the back of your pantry. I know we all have that old bag of legumes or couscous whose use we keep postponing. Now it is time. As an inference of the aforementioned principle, don't be too specific when it comes to ingredients. This is something I had to relearn, which freed me and gave me with my comfort food, papal pomodoro, recklessly out of season. And I'm not talking about quality. I am an advocate for a proper papal pomodoro, made with fresh peeled tomatoes, as for me, this is how you can get the best flavor, a symphony of sun-ripened tomatoes, garlic, basil and extra virgin olive oil. You need plain Tuscan bread to make it, but I had just some dry ends of my whole wheat sourdough bread. Well, never mind, they would do. No fresh tomatoes inside, not even what is a close substitute for me, which is peeled canned tomatoes. I had just half a bottle of tomato puree to finish. It would do, I thought. My papal pomodoro came out just right. I had to learn the hard way how not to be too picky when it comes to the ingredients. Another advice I can give you is to plan in advance. Even though I find extremely satisfying improvising a meal based on what I have on my pantry and fridge, this is not the right moment to do it. I had to learn to plan in advance. We buy excellent fresh cheese and free-range meat from a local farm every other week, so I have to plan ahead, not to forget what I might need. Fresh mozzarella for our Sunday pizza, my weekly supply of ricotta, one of the ingredients I'm constantly craving for, from breakfast to pies for dinner. Then fresh milk, pecorino, then pork chops or beef burgers. We have a normal size fridge and freezer, so I must be aware of what is inside and what I will need in the upcoming days. I also bake bread once a week for the whole family, then I slice my sourdough loaves and freeze the slices in bags. This is how we can have a fresh supply of bread through the week. So the freezer is your best friend, but you must keep a close eye on its content not to get sidetracked. Then, this is the right time to learn new skills. I found this lockdown useful also to learn new skills or to perfect techniques and basic recipes. Use this time to cook that ingredient you still don't master well. Work on your sourdough bread or on your fresh pasta dough. Tackle the roast pork or a slow braised beef you have all the time you need. I decided to learn to make a decent pizza. As long as I bake it in our wood burning oven, the results are great. But when I make the pizza in our home oven, I'm always disappointed. So now I'm making pizza week after week, taking notes on temperatures, flour to water ratio, timing and toppings. It's a lockdown challenge I'm eager to face every week. The little improvements make me extremely proud. At least at the end of this difficult time, I'll have my recipe for pizza, something I'll be happy to use whenever we'll have friends over for dinner. And I hope this will happen soon. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. I'd be curious to know if the lockdown changed your way of cooking and of organizing your pantry, fridge and freezer. Which are the recipes you're making more often and if you've learned something new. Share it on Instagram using the hashtag 
cooking with an Italian accent or send us a message. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share it with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!